like you got to take it a step further and say crap in yourself because babies just intentionally do that because they don't know any better obviously but yeah. like when's the last time that you pooped yourself and it like ru- ruined more than your underwear Hey Nick, how's he going? Pretty good, Stephen. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good over here. Actually, I'm not Stephen. I'm your, uh, I'm your personal trainer, Chet. How's he going? Oh, I, I'm, I'm pumped up to see you. Good. I'm glad you're pumped. I'm glad you're pumping. It's, it's good to, good to hear that you're pumping. Uh, what, what kind of? Why are you grabbing, grabbing my arm again? Uh, you know, I'm just, uh, just checking you out. Just seeing. Okay. I haven't seen you in a while, well, so thanks, I want to, want to check your prog. Check, check your prog. I know a lot's been going on. Uh, you've been under a lot of stress, and you're trying to take out that stress on the iron, and uh, you know. We all appreciate that. Yep, my left arm is is huge right now. Uh, I'm not here to talk about your left arm though. I know it looks great. Yeah. You know I'm here to talk about um, your left uh, your left uh, hip flexor. Real disappointed in right now. Oh no. You know it's it's I hate to be I hate to be you know, you know the bad guy. I understand. And 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 you know criticizing you and 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 objectifying you for your body, but it's kind of you know kind of my job. I've been thinking about it too and you're you're 100% right. You know I've what you need? Been neglecting. You know what I'm going to I'm not a doctor but I can prescribe you something. You, okay. re- you know what it is? Yeah. It's the rhythm of the night. Oh. Yeah. You need the rhythm of the night, feel the beat in your soul. Uh a dance all it's around. Like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not talking about Reeboks or Nikes. I think I oh, Yeah. Yeah, feel the body, feel, feel the feel, feel the energy. My hips. I'm feeling my hips. Feel the energy and the light. They're getting it. They're uh, feeling it. The grooving tendon. to your soul. Yeah, the flexors. The flexors. This that's how you get the flexors. The rhythm of the night. Well, exactly. Because you know why? Why? What also helps when you, when you're feeling the rhythm of the night? What is, else uh, helps? Uh, uh, just listening to the. Uh, the the definitive podcast that discusses movies under twenty five percent or on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. Is this real Rotten the podcast that it, is the definitive podcast for movies underneath twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes? It can be. You know, uh, you just gotta believe in it uh, 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 and understand it, and you're gonna feel all right. I don't know. Is this the definitive podcast for movies underneath twenty five percent Tomatoes? I think that it's kind of no. Yes, yes, man. Oh. Man, you did it. Good job. Wow. Good job by you, bud. Peeking and sneaking out here in the garage. Uh, Garage, as some would say. As some would say here with Steven. It's, this is a Stevie Nicks episode. Uh, landslide is coming down to take us soon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, are, we are finishing out our, our punch drunk love season. We're going to break the chain. The end of the year. There's going to be some major podcast changes coming up, but nothing to having to do with your host, but having to do with locations of your host. So we'll keep you up to date, or we won't, and you'll just you'll be surprised in later episodes. From the sweat box to the fart box to the uh, crematorium. Yes. And we're moving on to <laughs> ideally greener pastures, greener yes. pastures being our own bedrooms. Yay. Yay. Where's those kids? <laughs> <laughs> Where are the kids at? Uh, but yeah. Yeah. You know? That's that's the you know it's the evolution and uh, we're gonna cut this all out right Kyle. Uh, anyways, today, uh, today it's all about it's all about vibration, yep. good vibrations, yeah, and the good vibrations that emanated 
from the uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the club scene. 25 uh, years ago. 25. People stepped onto the dance floor and they asked, where did you go, my lovely? Where did you go? Because I want to know. Because I want to know. But they asked a more important question, one that has been reverberating throughout time and has yet to stop, and that is, what is love? Yeah. Yeah. Because as we all know, Hadaway went that away, and we never felt another way since. But before we get to the rest of the podcast about uh, the movie you could possibly guess that we'll get to, the writer strike is over. Congratulations to to the writers out there. Whether they whether they write a lot or a little, um, good for them. I'm glad. I'm glad they're back in business and back on the grind. You know? Absolutely, gotta get back on that grind. So so question that won't be answered. WGA strike is over. Is the SAG after strike over? Back to the negotiating table as of this this podcast recording. So uh, wow. we, we, it's a it's a wait and see. But so I, still nothing's back because we need no, them actors. Now the writers can start. Uh, start oh, writing. so so when the SAG after is over, it's like we got we got twenty scripts right in front of yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Matt Walsh, That's exactly right. They're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. what, what what what's up with that? Matt Walsh is on a uh, uh, Dance with the Stars because he's out of work. <laughs> Can't do anything. <laughs> oh, is it because he's not a sad guy? He's a he's like how was he able dancing to with the stars? Is not a scripted show. They were yelling at everybody else crossing that pick, crossing that. Some shows line have scripts. Some shows do not. I don't know. I, I think he know. is. I think that he, there's people getting hate for being oh, on uh, Dancing with the Stars. It's a reality show. No one cares. Anyway, uh, writers are back in the writing room. They got all the things they wanted. Now they got to make the shows. Yeah, come on. Entertain, entertain, uh, entertain the the paddock dwellers, you <laughs> you cowards! Uh, new True Detective coming in January. With yeah, Jodie Foster. So it's called Live by Night. What's it called? Midnight, Midnight by Night. Run through the night. Run through all, all through the night. I think it's the rhythm of the night. Is it on Reeboks or on Nikes? <laughs> As the famous meme goes. Um, but yeah, you know, we, d- we did our entertainment, uh, 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 shout out, you know, shout out to the movie news. Um, we're awaiting, uh, we're awaiting some SAG after good results like the WGA, but yeah, no AI involved in our writing anymore. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Fuck them. Hey, it's Ky- a human hey, Kyle. Yeah. Kyle's been sounding the alarm for AI for, for months now. He, he really has. But sounding the alarm in that we should get AI is what he's been saying. I so, feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But you know, the number one person that could be replacing AI producers. Yeah. Who needs them? Yeah. Who, really, who really needs project managers or producers? You <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah. You Cut just need out a the middleman. Cut out the middleman yeah. or woman. You know, yeah. AI doesn't care what gender you are. Heard a new uh, project management tool is, uh, is, all throughout the industry, it's called Skynet. It sounds uh, very oh, promising. Yeah, okay. Very yeah, you just have to download your brain into it. Mm, something like that. Anyway, the movie that we're doing tonight, uh, a movie that AI could could have written in its sleep. Lies. <laughs> Absolute lies. Night at the Roxbury. AI wasn't invented in 1999. Night at the Roxbury. Night at the Roxbury. The Will Ferrell, Chris Kattan vehicle, SNL produced uh, feature length film. Classic SNL film. Yes. One, one, one could say. In the middle of the SNL run, if you yep. look at the long list. and uh, Absolutely. We'll talk about just how good or bad it is, but here's the log line. Oh, here, here's here's my here's my opinion. Tour de force. Let's get into it. <laughs> okay, two two dim-witted brothers dream of owning their own dance club or at least getting into the coolest and most expensive club in town. 
the Roxbury. Sounds like a modern day of mice and men to me, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Pinky and the brain. Pinky and the brain. Uh, if you're not familiar. One is Will Ferrell. <laughs> the no, other is insane. <laughs> that is Chris Kattan. It's kind of. Which we'll get into. It's kind of insane. Uh, in, uh, in the meanwhile, love you, Chris. Uh let, if you don't know what the Night at the Roxbury is, uh, previous SNL sketch, and we'll get into that. Okay. Here's a taste of what the movie's all about. Steve and Doug Mutabi. Hey, what's up? How you doing? We call you some time, Pocahontas? They're cute. Where's your car? Our dad got mad, took it away. They're cuddly. Why are we Dance? We're not in the club yet. Right. And they're absolutely... Hopeless. I broke the window again. A night at the Roxbury. <laughs> hey, hot lady. What's going on? All right, we'll clean up later. Don't worry about it. Now playing everywhere. It's uh, it's it's so good. It's so good. Uh, the, I remember that trailer distinctly growing up. Um, I never watched SNL at that at that point in time. Um, until the rerun showed up on Comedy Central, and then I was like, oh, made the connection real quick. These guys are in the sketch nonstop, and then this movie comes out, and it's it's part of my uh, cultural zeitgeist, if okay. you will. Yeah, it, it 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 raised me into knowing what comedy was, both in the physical and uh, 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 mental mental nature. Okay, yeah, physical and mental. I'm putting I was drunk things. on imagination <laughs> watching this movie, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. why it cl- clarifies for the Punch Drunk Love podcast. You were 10 years old, and you were just ready to roll. It, uh, ready to is, roll. It definitely uh, it falls into the love category. This is a love movie about love. Love of your brother. Love of yeah. good music. Love of lines. Not not cocaine lines. Lines that you We'll talk about. Uh, being, on, uh, being online, in line, however The you lack say of it. usage in that film and how there was a lot of allegory. Yeah, there's some... Uh, Before we get into anything uh that revolves around this movie we're probably going to have to do it again a with someone who's who is in the club culture or was in the club culture for a long time because there's a lot 90s of cl- club culture we're talking like uh we're talking pussy still, posse guys. still there's very generational foundational things that we, we need can glean. A, you need a gen x club clubber oh man don't don't get me started because i'll find you one yeah i mean that's the club only composer the only, i know a guy the only people that we're gonna get I, I know a guy. Uh, shout out to my elementary music school teacher. Um, uh, but yeah, no, this is a uh, man, man. This 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 movie. That's all I can say. Uh, well, uh, and, and that's what the critics said, yeah, right? The the critics said, "Wow, this movie is bad." Eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. They they all thought that it 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 lacked a little bit of everything. The audience, though. Oh, the uh, the audience score is. 69 dudes <laughs> anyway the critics gave it a resounding 11 11 percent uh, uh not f- fair i guess you could say fair. 11 was fair i don't i don't i don't think 11 was fair the audience though on the other hand uh gave it a resounding 69 percent. 69 so, dudes you gotta love that yeah. uh it's a big old nice score and it really really matters 69 dudes <laughs> god cut all this out Rotten tomatoes said it has the same problems as the worst snl movies one note characters and plots unreasonably stretched for feature length runtime 
Why? 82 minutes this movie, though. We'll get, we we got to get to it, but we got to get to the best part of the movie right off the top. The, the runtime was fantastic. 82 minutes and five of that is credits. This yeah. was like a tight 76-minute movie, I think, in the end of it. Yeah. Like a long episode of uh, HBO TV. It, yeah, it should have been like the it, it, after SNL aired, this should have just showed right after it. The craziest thing, though, is it could have been shorter. <laughs> It could have. They, there's like there's still there's still fat maybe maybe to be trimmed. But uh. how is this movie not sixty nine, dudes? It needs to be sixty nine right. minutes. I feel like that's the perfect runtime of all the content they can mash. Yeah. Is there movie. is there a, a length of the film? first thirty five seconds is just uh, helicopter shots over the city of Los Angeles. How long does a movie have to be to be in theaters and categorized as a movie? I think you c- it can be any time. We right? had this discussion, but you were blacked out when, when we did Eight <laughs> Crazy Nights because Eight Crazy Nights is like uh, sixty two minutes long. Yeah, it's an hour and nine minutes total. Okay. Yeah, we can verify that. We'll we'll, we'll check into that. Yeah. So sixty nine minutes. I, I they could have done it. Same as eight crazy nights. Yeah. It was around an hour nine, hour ten. Remind like me that. to yeah archive that episode. It's, that should be behind a paywall. There, people should have to have to work hard to I'm get still, to get uh, to the blackout. I, episode. I still black it out myself as a sober person, yeah. uh, knowing <laughs> that that uh, episode existed. Um. But yeah. No. No. The audience had it right. It, this is perfectly fresh. This is not not below the criteria of rotten and fresh, which is the the what's the threshold sixty eight nowadays. What sixty five on Rotten Tomatoes? I thought it was I thought it was like sixty eight. Certified fresh is seventy. Mm, that's regular what I was fresh sixty five. It it's regular fresh. We haven't addressed the controversy either. Uh, as a Rotten Tomatoes based podcast, oh, yeah. We, we, we were never, we're in the business of Rotten Tomatoes, but we're not the business of Rotten Tomatoes. We're an objective observer of uh, the Rotten Tomatoes. We just use it world. as a criteria. We don't really, we, we actually talk about how wrong it is a lot of the time. I've never talked with a PR firm. I don't even been know some, what a PR there's firm been some, is. Yeah, there's been some juicing going on. This is the 2000s, and it's Major League Baseball because the juicing is going on. I mean, this is payola all over again, if you ask me. Pants are at ankles. Butts are getting slapped. Getting a little needle in there and yeah. boosting those Rotten Tomato scores up to seventy-eight. Yeah, it's stupid. How much would they have to pay you to give a positive rating? Or you could, or you could, you could give it a bad review and then be like sixty-five, and no. it counts as a positive rating, which it, which boosts your positive. Score. You know what they got to pay me? Sixty-nine, dudes. Yeah. Lisa Schwartzburn, she cannot be bought uh, of Entertainment Weekly. She has my blurb, which is the lame aspects of the whole campy setup are still lame Wow, using lame <laughs> twice in a sentence. That is a 1990s review if I've ever heard one in my life, and I had to uh, had to bring it back. Yeah. This yeah. is in my early days of Entertainment Weekly reading. I might have read that. Uh, was it on the toilet? That's all I got to ask. I couldn't read and poop at the same time as a kid. That's insane to me because <laughs> the only all, time it, I've ever read Entertainment Willie was took, on the toilet. It took all the focus that I had just to just to be getting all the deed done. You know? Well, uh, you know, prognosticating to the to the uh, late nineties, early early two thousands. This guy had it right. It was a guy named James uh, Rocky. Yeah, that's that's my mom's maiden name. Oh, Rocky. 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 Rocky like Naki. James Rocky. That's James, his name. James, I just think it's like gnocchi. Rocky. Rocky. <laughs> as, as we would say in the in the northern Italy homeland. Yeah, northern Italy, aka Swiss. Oh, by the um, way, a new <laughs> I got a do we don't we don't have any breaking news sound, do we? Oh, uh, we have uh we have this. Hold on. Give me give me three seconds. I got it. I got your thing right here. Oh no, where'd it go? Whatever you want is breaking news. 
Nate to the facts. Yeah, but here's some new Nate to the facts. Uh, DNA update uh, from my from my ancestry.com. I'm now 71% United Kingdom, but wow! But now I got 1% Cyprian. Cyprian, you're from Cyprus. I'm from Cyprus. Wow, you you're go. Freddie Mercury's relative. Yeah, there you go. So uh, alert the presses, get it out there. I'm still 13% Italian. I'm I'm a here. I'm a back. Uh, and uh, and things are good on that front. You should be the gabagool for Halloween since you're 13 percent Italian. Oh, is that how are, how are you not the gabagool? I got to show you this. You okay. haven't seen the outfit. Oh, it's a ghost costume, but it's, it's all costume. prosciutto. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 You're the gabagool. Actual prosciutto. Uh, uh, I mean, if you wanted to be, okay, you can be Lady Gaga if you want. Uh, you want to be. Uh, but no, we were talking about James Rocky from uh, a little uh, little known website called Netflix. Wow. <laughs> Existing in 2000, 2002. Never heard of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, you know, it. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think it uh, holds any ground anymore. Uh, he said. It contains more than a few laughs. And Farrell and Shannon are comedic actors destined for greatness. Wow. Who'd have knew? He wrote it four years later, so he, he didn't know a little bit of their careers, but he didn't know what they were going to be big time. Right, because this is right around the time both of them left SNL. Yeah, old school is 2001. 2002. 2002. Yeah. Okay, so he might have been, he might have had an inkling something was going on with Will, but Molly Shannon, I mean... She only did Superstar right after this, right? She did Superstar right after this, but then um, she she has roles nowadays. They were carrying SNL on their backs. She she had it. She had a a very productive career for post SNL until now because she was she's now in that show. I don't know if it's canceled now, but the, the it was like the other two, or it's about the two siblings of the of the, the, other two. Of the yeah, star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've I've only heard good things about it. Yeah, and she's the mom, and she's apparently great. In that in that show, and I she, think uh, she's great in every role. Criminally underrated. Yeah, she's a she's an underrated actress, and we'll we'll talk about her in a little bit. But right now, um, you know, we gotta we gotta check in uh, from the grave. Yo, brother, from the grave. This oh, is yeah, very haunted heading, mansion vibe. Speaking heading, of which, we're uh, we into Spooktober. We gotta yeah, we're heading into Spook, Spooktober, so we'll give it a little teaser. Nick, did you happen to watch the updated uh, haunted mansion? I did. Did you? Yeah. Did you like it? Was it better than the Eddie Murphy run? Oh, no, I didn't. The new Haunted Mansion? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would I go see that? You said you wanted to see it when we <laughs> talked about it with the... <laughs> yeah, you're right. I was amazed at the cast. Uh, Eric Manlove did go and see it, guest, and I, yeah. will, I will ask him for his update. I can't believe you didn't ask him already. I thought you already seen it. <laughs> Man, you had the movie pass for the mo- longest time. My movie my movie going has screeched to a halt. Who would have knew? Yeah. Who would have knew? That's what happens when you uh, have a child. Why don't you just take the child in with you to the movie theater? Nothing bad's going to happen, right? Yeah, put, Especially- the, put those big headphones on him. Yeah. He, he only, he can last, he can go two hours without waking up. Right? So I think That's we just can't, we can't do any Nolans or any Scorsese. Just go to a Liam Neeson movie. That's all you need to go I to. I was talking with Jesse about if he'll be old enough to um, see a Scorsese in theater. Probably not. <laughs> no, while he's still alive. According no. to Scorsese, after this, after this, he's got one more in him. Yeah, he's doing uh, doing the next David Grand book, the Shangri La, the, the Wager. Oh, Wager! I haven't seen. I haven't About shipwreck and mutiny. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. Oh, yeah, that's the book that I'm reading. Yeah. yeah, that's the book you're reading right now. You didn't. You need to read Lost City of Z. I I talked about it earlier. Lost City of D. Uh, you're about to get this D, according to Roger Debert. <laughs> uh, this is his review. Are a one joke sketch. And the first time I saw it, I liked it, you know, for 10 seconds as they're snapping their heads together. And then it ran out. And as I'm looking at this movie, 
I realized that it's, it's, it's absolutely deadly to comedy when you feel sorry for the characters. These guys are so pathetic, there's no way to laugh at them or with them. You, know, the first, you just want to, you know, hope that somehow they find happiness in life. The first ten seconds that you say you like is a dead lift from uh, Wayne's World. Well, there you are then. Okay. Okay. Well, coming up later. <laughs> no, no, keep, keep playing, keep playing. Okay. Trouble in the Colony. Woody Allen and Sharon Stone supply some of the voices in the new animated feature, Ants. Oh, I watched Ants when it was better, and it was called A, a Bugst Life. I don't know. Have you gone back to do Ants? Ants is hardcore. Couldn't even tell you about what, what the plot of Ants there is There is a battle scene where termites bust in and fuck fuck Ants up. Yeah. It is insane. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. It's way more violent than I A Bugs that, Life. I saw that in theaters because, you know, they t your family takes you to Bugs Life, and they're like, yeah, what what could go wrong? This is just another movie just about Woody Ant. Allen discussing sexuality <laughs> as an as an arthropoid. I think there's definitely sex talk in that movie, too. Sharon Stone's in it, so there has to be. I think it's in her contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No stone unturned. Anyway, Roger Ebert just... Uh, it's good to know before he himself went underground that he was burying people for a living. I really feel bad more for Gene Siskel for being part of this episode that discusses Ants and Night at the Roxbury days before he succumbs to cancer. <laughs> so that's that's just me, though. Uh, speaking of facts, he looked good for uh, he looked good for honest death. Hey, you know, TV's a motherfucker. Um, speaking of facts, let's get uh, let's get cornered on some facts. Uh, director of this film, unknown except for a future contender known as Jury Duty. Yeah, John Fortenberry directed John Fortenberry. this movie. Well known uh, TV director has done sure. hundreds of episodes of television. How many episodes of SVU? That's one all of, I got to ask. One of uh, one of Amy Heckerling's guys. Hmm. Uh, X guys, uh, future guys, because we'll get into Amy Heckerling. Like guys, uh, in as in like rotating director guys that she uh, she employed. Journeyman uh, and Lauren Michaels is guy too. As a, he he also uses Serenity now. John Fortenberry. John Fortenberry, uh, a name that I recall, but I don't know why. Uh, because of the Wild Fortenberry is a classic Nickelodeon oh. uh, cartoon. Yeah, with Donnie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> God, that show deserves to be a live action. Stop doing Disney movie live actions. Give us, give us the wild fucking Thornberries. Give us rock, give us Hey Arnold. Can you I, imagine? I see that weird head. Can you imagine a Rocco's Modern Life live action CGI movie? It'd be so disgusting in, a, in a really great way. I would love it. Oh, the sludge. Just think of all the sludge going yeah, on. Yeah, conglomo. I'd watch the Angry Beavers as live, live action. Mm. That'd be fucking good, too. That'd be good. Dag nabbit. Uh, let's do a Rugrats one. Oh, they already did that. It's called One Tree Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, writers. That's Rugrats all grown up. Uh, yeah, that's all grown up. Uh, Chris Kattan and Will Ferrell, uh, the, the leads in the film, uh, wrote, wrote the sketch and so got the credits for writing the movie, but yep. they also had some help from a guy named Steve Corrin. Steve Corrin. Uh, Kyle's favorite character from Dragon Ball. Yeah. Corrin. <laughs> Corrin. My favorite band. No, that's corn. I'm talking oh. about Koren. Koren, who is the mount, uh, who is the cat, who uh, who had the sensu beans. You know, that's my bad. Yeah, yeah, it better be your bad. Notable crew. We talked about it. Amy Heckerling, a uh, famed producer, as well as Lauren Michaels, famed producer from SNL, who had first look deal with Paramount for the for like 35 years and uh, produced 12 uh, 12 of these sketch films, which we will get into. Yeah, uh, Amy Heckerling directed Fast Times at Ridgemont High as her first film. Hmm. Hmm. Most, directed? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, worked with Cameron Crowe, our guy. Most noted for um, 
Writing and directing Clueless, though. Writing and directing Clueless. And not really getting what she what she what she deserved. We almost did uh, one of her movies earlier this summer for Father's Day. Look who's talking. Uh, two, yeah, three. Yeah, look who's talking to her now. Look who's talking again. No, it's look, <laughs> look who's talking. Look who's talking to. Look who's talking. I think now. it's look who's talking now is the one we were going. That's to the one with the dogs with the pets. Yes. Mm. Roseanne and Danny DeVito. <laughs> Tune in next year. We'll have a big Father's Day podcast. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Up, it'll be it'll be during everybody. a bunch of first birthday parties, yeah, live pods. That's when we're doing Baby Geniuses too. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Super Re- Baby Geniuses. Yeah, is what and, that one's called. And Revenge of Kitty Galore. Wow. I, I'm calling it. Wow, 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 wow. Um, shout out to Heckerling for who uh, who wrote wrote European Vacation. No, D- directed. Nice. I love European Vacation. It's that's another childhood memory of mine. We'll, we'll talk about a lot of my childhood memories <laughs> later you, today. You are, you are an old, um, you're not even an elder millennial technically. I'm all in. But you are an elder millennial. I was raised in, in, the, your, uh, in your heart. I yeah. mean, that's because. You're, you're basically a, a young Gen Xer. Yeah. Yeah. Late Gen Xer. Late, late Gen, Gen Xer, er, early elder millennial uh, content consuming wise. Yes. Yes. Because yes. I grew up around uh, elder millennial slash late Gen Xers who would watch nonstop <laughs> movies like Night at the Roxbury. Yeah. 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 Or, uh, or uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High or uh, things like things of that nature. Actors. Chris Kattan, Will Ferrell, we talked about that. Yeah, the yeah, Butabi yeah. brothers. The Butabi brothers. Who have Ex- a name. I mean, best name. Best name in the business. It's a good Butabi. name. Butabi brothers. Yeah, it's a good name. Uh, Dan Hedaya, who- Steve Butabi, Doug Butabi. Yeah, yeah. You want your brothers? Uh, Dan Hedaya, <laughs> legend of the of the silver screen, if I may if I may say. Yes. Most famous to me for being uh, Richard Nixon in the movie Dick. Yes. But also being in Shaft. Also being uh, the the scumbag in uh, Blood Simple, also also in this movie, and then and then also Clueless. The dad basically the same role, dad and Clueless. Yeah, the dad and Clueless. Yeah, lawyer <laughs> compared to <a> fake plant <laughs> entrepreneur. <laughs> He's great at just yelling, you know. He's a good yeller. Uh, uh, if I it, having just watched this movie, a short list of my who I would want to be my on screen father, he would be on it. Dan Hydea is really up there. He's 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 so good. He's very uh, he was very present in my uh, movie watching movie watching days. Speaking of which, uh, Molly Shannon, you said Jennifer Coolidge is in this movie. She is. What what is Jennifer Coolidge? In She's the movie? cop. Oh, at the end and at the yeah, pull, the, pulling over at part. the bookend. She's the bookend character. Yes, yes, uh, yes. With uh, with the credit card lady. Yes, yes, yes. Wow, I didn't realize who that was is, Jennifer who Coolidge. Married Scott Lynn. Yeah. No, wait. I thought the cop was. Oh, the cop. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking of the girlfriend of Richard Grieco, who's Will Ferrell's wife nowadays. No, that's not. That's not Richard Grieco's girlfriend either. Will Ferrell's wife is the Porsche girl in the beginning. I thought it was the one in the car with Richard oh. Grieco. The first, she's the first girl in the car with Richard Grieco, not yeah. the second, not the one where they hang. They out. complain, yeah, yeah, no, no. I was thinking of, yeah, yeah I was yeah. thinking of her, yeah, 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 yeah. That's his wife. Um, speaking Wait, of which, Richard Grieco's just in like that. Just like that, their family. They have three kids, three boys: Magnus, Matthias, and Axel. And then the then the girl, or is that Anna McKay's daughter? That's Anna McKay's daughter. Oh, yeah, the friend there, friend. we'll talk about ruining front. We'll talk about friendships. A lot of friendships ruined in this episode. Uh, <laughs> Ours, ours. We'll uh, see if starring. we lost the run. Yeah. but fuck it. Uh, three kids, and they're all like over six foot because she's a Swedish model too. Yeah, he, she, he's he, six three. They're giants. They're going to be USC. Uh, Holy moly! Players. One, yeah. one. The old, the eldest is trying to be a musician. So mm. 
Mm. Good luck. Yeah, he's going to be spiking that ball. <laughs> spiking that flat. We like him. Uh, Meredith Scott Lynn. Lonnie Anderson. She was the credit card vixen. Uh, who's Lonnie Anderson to you, Nick? She's in Vacations. No, she's not. <laughs> Lonnie, no, Lonnie, no Anderson. Who Lonnie Anderson Lonnie is. Anderson is from uh, the, the 70s sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati. Okay, all I know is that this was her last movie. She was a, yeah, she was a vixen in the, in the late 70s. Not that 70s. she died early. She just no, she just retired from filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's understandable because she had all of her bread from WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, that was back when a, a network show could fund you for life. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Kyle's pronunciation, Gigi Reese. Gigi Reese. Uh, Gigi Rice. Gigi Rice played Veronica. Veronica. Vivica. Vivica. Yeah. yeah so that's the joke. I didn't feel uh, the early trivia. Will Ferrell's married to a Vivica. Yes. He made that joke with Vivica and put it in the movie. Wow. Yeah. Can I call you? I feel like we're on a special level where I can call you Viv uh, <laughs> and leave out the uh That's a really good joke. Uh, Lachlan Moreau's Craig. Uh, Elisa Donovan, uh, who plays, who's Amber from Clueless. Yeah, it's Amber from Clueless. More of a career yes. than Gigi Rice. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Very recognizable. Lachlan Monroe is Craig. Yeah. Love Craig. A guy that you know, but he's a real bad guy. Future for sure. contender for um, um, uh, the the college movie. Old school. Dead Man on Campus. Dead Man on Campus. You ever heard of Dead Man on Campus? No. I... So it's the drum. It's uh, Zach Morris. Okay. The drummer from That Thing You Do. That guy. Yeah. Uh, give me, give me a real name. <laughs> so they're roommates, and they figured out a uh, a, a clause in. They're failing college, okay. and they figured out a clause of where if their roommate commits suicide, their whole semester is forgiven. So they try to find a suicidal roommate. And Lachlan Monroe plays one of the crazy roommates, and and it's just him being like a super bro, just wanted to do crazy shit for him to die, and and that's the movie. <laughs> Holy moly! Future contender. <laughs> uh, but yeah, D- DMOC, Dead Man on Campus. I cannot believe that. Yeah, yeah, really, really bad movie. And then we have uh, two uncredited uh, roles. Yeah. We have we have our guy Chaz. Chaz. Colodron. Your guy. Colodron. 100% your, your guy. Colodrono. Colodrono Palmentary. Colodrono Palmentary. Chaz Palmentary as Mr. Zidier. Yep. Who 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 plays a major part of the movie? Major part of this movie. Oh, and, and shout out to Colin Quinn. Did he not want to be credited? Is that what it was? I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> didn't get, maybe he got paid scale. And then Mark Colin Quinn was credited. As, yeah. as Dewey. Yeah. But D O O E Y. D O O E Y, which yes. is very strange. And then Mark McKinney is the priest. Yep. My guy, Mark McKinney, famous from Kids in the Hall. He's uh he's out also, of my he's out of my jurisdiction. Uh, uh, SNL for one year, Kids in the Hall for many years. Um very great comedic uh Canadian actor. Shout out Mark McKinney. Filled with that guys, this whole cast. Uh released date 10 2, 1998, 25 years ago. 25. 25 years. I can't believe it. I'm I'm old. To the day. I'm old. Of this release. Yeah, to this day. PG-13, I was assuming. There was one F-bomb thrown in there. No, who, it's PG-13. Who the fuck? There was two, technically, but uh, oh, well, one you could only audibly hear. Oh, okay. Yeah. One was like uh, one was like a girl yelling at Chris Tan, get the fuck off me in the, in the club. <laughs> the other was Joni loves Chachi, but does Chachi even fucking love Joni or yes, whatever it yes. is? Yes. Uh, Runtime 82 minutes. We talked about it. Perfect. Perfect timing of a movie. Love it. Uh, Even maybe too long. The tagline of this film. Score. Score. Did they say that in the movie? Kind of. 
they say something like they say it they don't say it individually so they say like oh this was great score you know what i'm saying they don't just say score (laughs) every time i think of score i think of a hockey hockey goal yeah score i mean that's what i think of yeah which is why it's bag tagline which is why we have to do our own so tag you're it steven uh two brothers it's just two brothers (laughs) That's as best I could I could give you a shout out to Rick and Morty season six, seven, season whatever coming out whenever this podcast. Yeah, released. I just thought of one. Why, why not? What is love? You know, what is love? What is love? Yeah, they didn't really experience. Lo- oh, I guess until the end. I uh, saw so the hottest club in town meets the naughtiest guys around. It's really good. I really, uh, I really think that that should have been the tagline. Yeah. Did you grab my ass, by the way? No. Did you, uh, just, did you just grab my ass? Sir, from this distance, it's a, it's a physical impossibility. Okay. <laughs> These fucking guys. These guys, I love them. Pocky words. Nightclub. Obviously. Car accident. That leads to the whole plot? Question mark? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> whipped cream. Wow. A lot of whipped cream in this film. I didn't even realize it. Yeah. A whip it cream. Uh, 1990s and bar. 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 Eh. There wasn't a lot of bars. It was more nightclub. It was more nightclub. It's more nightclub than bar. It's it's a stupid. They weren't thing. even there to drink. You couldn't even tell that they were drinking. They no, were, they were no. literally just there. Not the even... only thing they consumed was champagne in the car. Yeah, yeah. They were really only there to just be uh, sex pests. But that's about it. But not even like they were definitely sexually harassing everybody in yeah. the club. Yeah, but they weren't. Uh, they were fairly harmless, I guess. Fairly, yeah, fairly. Yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Uh, talk budget about. seventeen million estimated. Yep. May 30. Yeah, that's great. That's a uh, success by any stretch of the oh, imagination. Oh, and you know that this made a, f- a fuck ton on DVD. You big DVD this, sales. This, big this streaming sales. Big, big streamer. Movie. Big big Comedy Central movie. Big, like, big Comedy yeah, Central yeah, movie. Yeah, which is a shame that uh, Will Ferrell uh, kind of disowns it. Doesn't think it's very good. Uh, yeah, because his other movies, like Bewitched, are so much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie's shit. <laughs> Sorry to tell you, Will. Speaking of sorry to tell you, Will, Will said he was sorry to tell Chris Kattan uh, that their friendship was over. This is really the main trivia of this movie. This I is think. the crux of the of the background of the film. Chris yeah. Kattan released his his tell all biography called "Oh, Don't what? Hurt Me." <laughs> it's it's a it's a line from uh, yeah. What is love? What is, is it love? love? Uh, biography. Just says uh, Chris Katana, Arab American? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Benicula. Oh, one of the better R.L. Steins, right? No, Benicula's from that fucking uh, James the How the How. Baby, family. don't hurt me. Baby, don't. Stories hurt and me. scars from Saturday Night Live, book by Chris Katan. Was this released before his Big Brother romp? Yes. Mm. Before his big brother bow out for his, <laughs> I, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. I was trying to remember where that. I remember the neck back thing that he's got. Yeah, he's got a major neck issue. He broke his neck or broke his in back. SNL or like, Monkey Bone. Fi- like fifteen Future years, contender, fifteen years ago, and uh, has just never been the same. It's really sad. It was published in twenty nineteen, right? Okay. So pre pre his. pre Big Brothers. Yeah. Anyway, so Chris Kattan releases this book and, and yeah. it explains a lot. It explains that um, he says that Lauren Michaels encouraged him to sleep with Amy Heckerling, Amy Heckerling to keep, get, keep her happy. <laughs> he was uh, 
That Casanova, Chris Catan. <laughs> yes. Amy Herkeling uh, denies these rumors, uh, or denies that she said, she are we going to have sex now? Yeah. That she, sed- that she seduced him while he was in a relationship with Jennifer Coolidge. Wow. Living, living, living together. Wow. Chris Catan. And then- with him hooking up with Amy Heckerling and him and Jennifer breaking up, it led to Will Ferrell not liking how that relationship ended and then ending up cutting Chris Kattan out of his wow. life. Wow. So, so, and also, Chris didn't tell Will Ferrell about his relationship with Amy mm, during the Will entire had, production. Will found out through Lauren Michaels and, and was just like, all oh, this is shady. <sighs> So, so some drama on the Some set. sliding doors moments right there. For real, though. If Chris Kattan stayed with Jen Coolidge and not got with Heckerling and and stayed friends with Will Ferrell, would would Chris Kattan have been a have been a brick in a Anchorman? <laughs> and then Steve Carell doesn't really take off and he doesn't get the, least, on the office role. He would have at least been like the Armenian broadcast guy, <laughs> or no? What, what what is it? Is Chris Kattan what? Is Chris Kattan Arab American? He would have been running uh... <laughs> Iraq and Poland, so he's Iraqi. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, represent. Thank you, Chris Kattan. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, Iraqi and he, Hungarian. Anyway, yeah. so then, uh, so he, he was calling Will Ferrell a lot after the movie ended, and uh, right Sad. before the SNL new season, Will sat him down and said, "I got all your messages. I just didn't want to call you back because I don't think we should be friends anymore." Wow, very high, very high school of him. And he's like, "I'll work with you on SNL. It'll be fine. Everything's good." But I just don't. We're having don't a professional see this, relationship. I don't see this being a friendship. Which which Will Ferrell just did with Adam McKay. Mm, yeah, that's right. Because of winning time. Because of winning time. Yeah, yeah. They met at cat. They they only talk. They used to hang out at Cat's Deli all the time. Which led me to Google uh, Will Ferrell ending friendships, and that's the only two that I wrote. So yeah, that's only out. two. He's not. He's not that bad of a guy. Ale- Allegedly, he seems like he. I guess he's principled in a way, or he's just like he. It's a movie industry thing where it's like fool me once, maybe. Yeah. No, he. he I think he plays things close to the vest. Yeah. You know, that's why John C. Riley's the same way. Like keeps keeps it out close. Yeah, they did Sherlock. That's, that's Sherlock why, and Holmes. Or Sherlock and Watson. <laughs> and it didn't that's, fu- Holmes I mean, and Watson and it didn't fucking work out, did it? <laughs> the only movie that's lower on uh, Rotten Tomatoes for Will Ferrell than this movie, Future Contender, because we were supposed to do it. We were absolutely doing it one day. Uh, once we get around to it, Jim Carrey contributed to the script. Yep. He was also uh, mentioned in the movie. Chaz Palminteri says, hey, I got to go say hi to Jim Carrey. Yeah. You pet detective son of a bitch. <laughs> smoking. Smoking. <laughs> you smoking bastard. Uh, Ava Mendez is in this movie. Yes, with a Z. Wow. She, didn't, she changed it to yes. It is her feature debut. It's her first film. Who would have knew? Yeah, at the very end. The very very end when Will Ferrell hits on her during the during his own wedding. <laughs> and, Speaking uh, of which, movie plot. <laughs> Gordon Rodman. La- last one. Uh, oh, go ahead. Lauren. So the the skit is set in New York City. Right. Right. Just club hopping from New York club to New York club. Yeah. And yeah. then um, Heckerling wanted to be set in L.A. Lauren wanted it to be in New York. Name which, a, which na- one do you think is better? Name a famous New York club. CBGB. Yeah. That's the only one I think of. That's a punk rock venue, my son. <laughs> well, no, I've seen Cruisin', you know, Cruisin'. Lots of good clubs in that Name movie. it. Name it. All the all the clubs in that movie are good clubs. I think they're all closed now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Especially were... after what happened during the 80s, <laughs> if, you, uh, if, you, uh, if you smell me. But uh, 
It makes more sense as an L.A. movie than a New York movie. Do you think? To me. Yeah, I think so, because of the L.A. culture, about how isolated they are, um, especially growing the plot line around them, like being um, moochers off their parents. Yeah, the Beverly Hills. That's what... Like, you can be moochers in New York, sure, but, but like no one in New York is... No one who's a moocher, rich person in New York is driving themselves. Like, they have their own drivers, or they subway like everybody fucking else i just so i mean speaking of side doors do. i think it's just a, it's just fun to think of it in, in, a, think of it in a new york, york way it would be york more way. like uh it'd be i feel like this would be more like a nick and nora infinite playlist uh type movie than it is like two like brothers. a one like a one night thing. yeah yeah okay i can see that yeah like th- they start the night off early like seven eight o'clock go to like nobu or some shit and their dad like cancels their credit cards and cancels their dr- their rider so then they gotta figure well we gotta save, save that, that. save that the- stdm you say that no you save that for the make it fresh i think uh, that you just i think you just changed and we got right something there. going on there um any other any other trivia you wanted to bring up nigga or you can move on the block that's it all right well movie plot according to rotten tomatoes despite being well into adulthood brothers doug and steve butabi uh, Chris Kattan, Wolf Earl, still live at home and work in the f- fake flower shop owned by their dad, Dan Hedea. Uh, also, Kamel Butabi. Great name. Yeah. They exist only to hit on women in discos, though they're <laughs> routinely unsuccessful until a chance run-in with Greco, Richard Greco, yep. gets them into the swanky Roxbury, which is a, which was a real club, by the way. That's that's a good trivia moment. The okay. Roxbury was a, gr- it was a premier club in Los Angeles. I was wondering... Mistaken for high rollers, they meet their dream women, Viv, uh, or Viv Uka, and Camby, and resolve to open a club of their own. It's a, it's a, I mean, there's not a lot to the plot, but they're that's telling a, the mean, wrong points of the plot. I mean, that's still the exact part of the plot. Uh, they don't, they just don't, as these often do, they don't get into part two of the, um, the well. movie. Yeah. Well, uh, are you for real, Nick? What What are your for real moments? Uh, the biggest are you for real, the, the, the. They're creeps. Age is the worst. Is they're creeps. They're, yeah, uh, as they're creeps. as we like to call sex pests. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 which, handsy, which but they're means, not too handsy. It means at the same that they It just means that they're like they're they're problematic, but they aren't like you know. They you are socially you awkward. Yeah, they, they're more socially awkward than sexually. If devious. anything, they're like more on the spectrum. Than, yes, <laughs> than they are like. Yes, uh, they're not malicious. Is I, is the word I think? I feel like their their parents being around fake plants for so long affected their genetics, and that's why they're. <laughs> yeah, uh, they never got real know. oxygen. They're yeah. all just they're just breathing on the plants, getting that carbon yeah. dioxide. Hell. Yeah. They're hella monoxided out. Yeah. Uh, new fun fact: uh, our bodies are actually really bad at um, taking in all the oxygen, and that like eighty percent of it comes back out. Yeah. It's not just carbon coming back out. Yeah. Well, the the, the you I know, have no idea. Our uh, our breathing environment is mostly nitrogen. So there's that. Oh. Yeah. We man. can't breathe official oxygen or else we get too high and we get too loopy. And uh, well, That's real in the science podcast. Look yeah. at us being science podcast. Yeah. Great TV show, Bill Nye's we Science Guy. Bill Nye's Science Guy. It's another good show. <laughs> uh, line from the movie. Uh, sex Pest is probably the main problem, the main issue of the movie looking yeah. at it now. That's, the, that's probably uh, in other pods what age the worst um, without question. But, uh, but yeah. My my bigger are you for real? Because uh, that one's pretty obvious. Is is what is the more what is this the plot of this movie? Live your life. Is that is that the it's L-Y-L. Just, yeah? It's a it's you don't have to get serious about anything. You'll just luckily like run into somebody making a club uh, for yeah, you. Yeah, just get into a rear ender with a with <laughs> with a, a with, with a famous TV actor from <laughs> twenty years ago. 
They do like literally every single thing wrong in this movie except for just be brothers, and then yeah. that it just worked out in the end for him. Even when they're brothers I, is kind of problematic. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because they're like sleeping in the same bed. Actually, that, sometimes. that I mean, Jesse's number one. Are you for real? It's two twin beds in the qu- same room. Quasi incestuous relationship. Quasi. I emphasize quasi. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. It's, it's very borderline. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like Chris Kattan could be taking advantage of Will Ferrell, or or Will Ferrell's playing dumb to take advantage of Chris Kattan. I can't tell it. Which this is moment. why I was shocked to find out that Will Ferrell is three years older than Chris Kattan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chris yeah. Kattan just got an old man, older man's Chris face. Chris Kattan, w- uh, or no, Will just Ferrell more... showed up at, at, at SNL in a very late stage, and he just happened to look young, and that was his, that was his benefit. He was He's 30 in this movie. He was pushing his late 20s when he got offered the yeah. role on SNL. Chris Kattan was 27 during the filming mm-hmm. of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Kattan was super young. I mean, look at him now. He... Looks old. Um, those, those really are on my biggest side for real. Speaking which, of fake plants. Don't ruin the movie. Don't ruin the movie. Hey, speaking of fake plants, no fake plant store would exist today. There is a fake plant store. It's called Michael's. <laughs> That's the only place where you can fake plants I mean, they do, they do. These are made of silk, though. So I think the, this will never, uh, never die. This they'll never mold. They'll never would, tell you you're ugly. <laughs> they'll never. Actually, I think this this um, film has it. I mean, this store has a good chance of actually being around in L.A. today because no they would be like, you're not not using any of water all places, it's like silk no of silk all places plants. la wouldn't wouldn't have a fake plant store it's if organic they, they it's wouldn't organic have a plant cotton. a real plant store <laughs> yes. they would have a succulent plant store you gotta get you know they have a chain of succulent plants all over rodeo drive up and down sunset boulevard where it's like drought, hey, drought minnow, to, drought tolerant drought tolerant plants for you it's, just, it's responsible hey, you garden. Like a saguaro how about a saguaro in your in your foyer we've said it before and we'll say it again los angeles is a death desert okay stop stealing our water it's dead. it's dead it's a dead place filled with dead people i said it that's why you gotta be careful when the water thing starts happening yeah, yeah. watch out for your la friends they're not gonna they, they've been stabbing each other in the back down oh. there for years they'll come right up here they acclimated to the mad max lifestyle from being in the black rock city brother <laughs> brother yeah they're ready to burn the man <laughs> shout out to all, a moment's notice shout out to all of them for making it out good for them uh I don't know. I, have to, I, I disagree with you. I think that is it's a good stuff there being a fake Hate plant it. store. Hate it. There's <laughs> no a, reason that a fake plant store would exist to this day. Plant store and lamp. Where are you, Deontay Wilder? Plant store and lamp store right next to each other really make a lot of sense to me, especially in the context no, of this sir, movie. I disagree. It's a hard pass. Uh, one of my other audio frills. To this day! I can't tell if... Uh, the So the big idea of this movie is that... They're trying to be club owners. Yeah, they're trying to be club owners. They're just trying to get into a big club. But they club. don't want to ask their dad for money, who <laughs> apparently has a shitload of money. They they want to be club owners. Spends more money on two golden retrievers than they do themselves. The golden retrievers are awesome in this movie. I, yeah. I highly suggest watching this again, just watching that. Reminds me of the, the Christmas for the, story. For the two scenes that they're in. Yeah, with the bloodhounds. Um, their big idea for a club is that when you're waiting in line... That it's the outside, the inside of the club is outside, and the outside of the club is inside. I'm here to tell you, novel idea. Because because I can't tell if it's awesome or if it's bad. Well, you're not waiting outside on the street um, when you, you're when you're you're, wait- lo- you're lounging. It's like a waiting room, but it's like a no club no no. Outside. It's like a, it's like a, lack of a better term, a beer garden. It's an outdoor like drinking environment where it's like it where it looks like it's indoors, See, but it's yeah. L.A. where it. 
never rains. That so I'm, it makes perfect I, sense. I'm into that. I yeah. think that's a great idea. Yeah. And then, then on the inside, it's like, oh, there's, there's asphalt. A <laughs> there's fucking, there's a, there's a guy just yelling obscenities. <laughs> yeah, there's one person who you have to keep an eye on. You, got, just, you, you just gotta you make just, sure. Look, Look, you got to be aware of your surroundings 100% <laughs> of the time. This this affects no environment more than the streets. We are C-I-T-Y-L-I-V-I-N, city living folk around yeah. here, city boys. We as, know. As you had to say, Absolutely. head on a swivel, head on a swivel. Always. A-L-W-A-Y-S. So I guess city like, boys! <laughs> I guess that we can say that it is a good idea to have the inside on the outside and the outside on the inside. Yeah. No, I think it's a it's a novel concept for Los Angeles to get rid of their vapid existence of what should exist in the inside. There does need to be a red light, green light situation where people stop dancing red light. You Ooh, know. that's uh that's some squid games. You're putting yes. some squid games. Red light, <laughs> green light, boom, 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 boom. Like yeah. Beyonce, everybody on mute. Wow, and then the, then people get punched in the face for yelling out during the mute. <laughs> <laughs> and I've said that the other ones are biggest are you for reals. This is the really biggest are you for real. This movie's 82 minutes long and it's still too long. <laughs> yeah, it's still too long. That's, like we said, 69. It's insane that they could they couldn't come up with 82 minutes a movie for this. No, no, they 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 couldn't each, because it'd each, be too each. many physical and prop <laughs> prop jokes. Each, each uh, act of this movie is insane. Where you're just like, okay, that's that's where they're going with that. How is this movie not more like Airplane? That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, I, I want some more gags. Throw as many club gags as you can in there. Throw as many uh, fake flower shop customer relation gags as you can in there. Uh, throw in some 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 uh, vapid uh, richness gags as you can in there. Like I loved Lonnie Anderson being in the movie saying like, oh, it just got a new chin. Is it better than last year's uh, chin? That's a great joke. Maybe they got stuck. The dogs running amok and then, and then the dad just not caring. Great joke. Because that's what rich people do. It's like, oh, uh, everybody else will take care of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The caterers are paid for. <laughs> you need to go through this marriage. Very relevant joke. Squeeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there could have been. You could have extended a lot of other parts, but there more jokes per per minute. Maybe yeah. pick it up. Yeah, throw it out there. Come instead on, I know just, it's I know it's based on just, a sketch. Instead of just riffing, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of just riffing. The riffing's good. Though. Riffing is good. Riffing is good. They're just not. You the can't, first, you can't crunch on it. The first five minutes of this movie, I think I laughed out loud at least four times. Two of them were out of nostalgia. Yes. Maybe three were out of nostalgia. Yes. But the other, all the other times, genuine laughs. One Very third, funny. one third of my laughs were based out of nostalgia for yes. sure. But two thirds, I had, I had some like, oh, that's actually pretty, pretty uh, funny, pretty, pretty witty. Funny. Yes, pretty, makes, pretty, makes pretty witty, makes pretty witty. Laugh. Which leads me to my uh, first uh, real good stuff is the window breaking from the heads, the Great. head bobbing. Great, gets me every time. Good joke. I still think about it. Good joke. I broke the window again. Because he <sighs> does it twice in the movie. Does it too. twice in the movie? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Great. And just the sheer force that it would take for that to happen is is incredible. He's he's knocking. He, that that's like the 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 double stack is kicking in. He's ready to <laughs> he's ready to wait in line and just converse with people. That's another thing. That, the drug usage in this movie is is abysmal because that's what club culture is. If this was a rated R movie, it'd basically be the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, but in club form. Yes. Yeah. 
There's a lot of drugs being exchanged in line. Yes. Even with these dudes, they're probably distributing because they know a guy, but they don't want to take this stuff because they don't really know what's in it. I could see them not doing drugs, but then yeah. just being drugs all around them and not really knowing how to react to people yeah. on drugs. Yeah. Even though they've been around people on drugs their entire life. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. that it turns out that they were doing drugs just in the form of whippets. Yeah. Than, like the most sincere great joke by child, the way child like real good stuff childlike way to do drugs Man. Is, uh, yeah is. you just soak <laughs> on it you just soak on it before the cream comes out it's like oh yeah like nitrous oxide like what it's like no what's that <laughs> great joke um the uh the, the 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 outfits the fits the fit culture on point specifically Really enjoyed the Will Ferrell uh, T-shirt or no a button-down shirt at the David Copperfield show. Yes, it was like Nickelodeon splats, but it was silver on a yes. black shirt. Whew. And I think it was velour. I think when I first saw this movie, I must have been a, a teenager, and because I I did not catch it when it was first released, and I don't think that the I think the the outfits were goofy in the way that they wanted it to be for the movie that yeah. didn't make sense. But yeah. now these outfits are things that people would wear to clubs. Would you wear a silk uh, sheer tie with, <laughs> with a silk shirt, both of the same color? Uh, to to like a friend's birthday party, yes. That is absolutely insane. As like a, <laughs> as a gag. Oh, oh, it's oh, you got to be there to get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it would yeah. be good. It would be good, if, especially with a. Like off pink and then off pink. Look, you know? it it only works if it's like an off pink shirt and a super shiny white silk tie. The, the, <laughs> the only reason I wouldn't is because then you know for the rest of your life, every time you move, every time you're going through your clothes and culling, you just look. You're gonna look at that outfit. And you're gonna be like, I spent so much money on that, I cannot get rid of it. Glorious. I need it for that one it's time. Craig Sager, but you wear Craig Sager fit. You wear it once every three years. Yeah. Like that's that's the main issue with it. No, that's, no, no, that's no. the biggest problem. It's good. It's good for the for the lulls for sure. Um, what's not funny and very serious? Yes, man, that soundtrack bangers galore in Ooh. that night at the Roxbury soundtrack. Ooh. If if we really thought about it, we could easily do a top five of of uh of the soundtrack of of a night at the Roxbury. Be my lover, yes. Beautiful life, yes. I mean, uh, 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 what is love? Yes. Come on, that's the uh, quintessential. They just the 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 cover of Disco Inferno and um, Careless Whisper. Good lord, pop, Careless Whisper. Pop, pop music. That song gets stuck in my head all the time. Too. Really great. Talk about. 14, 14 songs and just all of them and Careless Whispers, the Tamiya cover too. The Tamiya cover Ma- of Tamiya, Careless Tamiya. Tamiya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, well, I speak Spanish. Be you my lover, won't you be you my beautiful life? It's a bass, a little bit. Actually, Jocelyn and Rita. It's a bass. Yeah. Where did you go? My love. By No Mercy. Yeah. Uh, just, just one after another. This is quintessential uh, late 90s club music. I was bopping. Yeah, I was bopping the whole time. Nonstop. They're nonstop hits, hitters. I put this on my list. I I have a new notes app where I put a, um, uh, songs you want to know, vinyls to buy if I ever come across them. What did you go? <laughs> There's only three things on it right now because I just started it. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> You're an idiot. R.I.P. You're an idiot. R.I.P. to our guy. 
He you, hits you, on everybody. You are the spirit of a parrot head if there's ever a husband. I'm an I'm uh, the you know you it's have regular heroes. You're not even a parrot. And you have regular parrot heads. I'm an anti parrot head. <laughs> it's unbelievable that you would rebel against your culture. That is just absolutely. It's your only my culture if I'm allowed to be that, and I'm not allowed to be that, so I can't be that culture. Man, uh, and then uh, any anything. By if Bo- Florida was Democratic, <laughs> you'd be catching me on the keys right now. Anything is. Um, I'm biting fart bubbles in the bath <laughs> in Key West. That's what I'm saying. Anything. Uh, Bonnie Raitt is a, is number two. Number three. Number two is Bonnie Raitt. Anything. Well, it's just it's just the first two I thought of when I started this notes app like two days. Beautiful ago. hair by Bonnie Raitt. Yes, unbelievable hair. The white stripe. Mm. That's how the white stripes got their name. They like to Bonnie Raitt's hair. That's a bloodish bullshit. <laughs> and then uh, the last one is, of course. Neither the Roxbury soundtrack. Yeah. If, I, if I ever come across it, it's getting bought. Yeah. If that's on vinyl, man, that's a, that's a easy click. One click. Oh, and, and I added the new um, uh, Jungle album, Volcano. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Banger. Yeah, yeah, yeah big bangers. Uh, speaking of bangers, uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue on down the line. The physical and prop humor of this movie, <laughs> yeah. nonstop great physical humor. The whole uh, Will Ferrell having a mental breakdown and then still hitting on a woman, and then the woman throwing a milkshake on the van. <laughs> great joke. Um, uh, Chris Kattan throwing fake plants into the van while <laughs> Will Ferrell's God. having a conversation. Think about that all the time. That's me. That's that's me in a nutshell. It's just me throwing <laughs> shit that I don't want to be fucking delivering at any point in time. Um, Every conversation between Will Ferrell and Molly Shannon is good. Uh, the conversation Every that time. Dan Hydea is just ragging on uh, Chris Kattan is really good. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, get the camera. He's going to have a peak moment. <laughs> Honey, if you're going to have a peak moment, just do it in the bathroom or the bedroom. Like, good one, Mom. Good one, yeah. Mom. And then she smiles knowingly, which I loved. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's good intentional humor. Um, the whole uh, just uh, just Chris Kattan with the, with the whipped cream. While uh, while uh, while Farrell and Molly Shannon are having sex in the pool, <laughs> it's a good joke because it's a callback to the whip them doing whippets, unintentional whippets. Um, yeah, no, it's this classic SNL uh, uh, bits going lot on throughout to, the film. Lot to like, lot to like. Yeah, I mean, and then you go back to the sketch itself of them uh, them bodying women in between themselves. <laughs> Which is funny when you watch it, but it's also in real life not funny. It, the only yeah, in real life it's not funny, but the 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 reason why it's so funny in this movie because you know the end result is them getting their asses kicked by women. Exactly. Yeah, that's really great. Like like the whole BG scene when they're walking down the street drinking their frappuccinos. So good. And then they just get their ass kicked by some random woman because they they're they, like stop they, and then back up and then ask, uh, "Hey, what's your name? What's your side? Where are you, where are you from?" It's like. This should happen 10 out of 10 times. They look fantastic in that scene. Right. They look fantastic. More silk shirts. I love, and and them just being like big and small. Yeah. Big and small. They really they really bring it together. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Will Ferrell's voice, by the way, uh, being the super tall, beefy bro dude, um, man, it was a great voice because he was very L.A. 
He's so L.A. He's the USC guy. He knows exactly how these people communicate. Yeah, the way that he, the way that he is. Look, Doug's like a fax machine. <laughs> you gotta have a cover page, or else you don't know where it's coming from. If you don't know where it's, and then you have the redial button, and then you have the memory. Oh, actually, I don't use those. Yeah, like all those, all those jokes, those mannerisms that he uses. You didn't realize that he was carrying the jokes part of the movie. He was. Yeah. Well, he was the foil, right? Like, yeah. like Chris Kattan's more throwing things out at Will Ferrell, and Will Ferrell's like, all right, let me react to this. Um, I have uh, one question for you. Is this your s- sexual awakening? This movie? may be my <laughs> sexual awakening movie. I'm glad you segued into this. Um, the last you, you're going to agree with me on this. The last 25 minutes of this movie, extremely horny, pretty horny. extremely horny moments in this movie. I didn't, uh, I didn't quite remember the part where Molly Shannon is like literally like uh, riding him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. While having a conversation with yeah. him and having sex in this pool. Yeah. He, she's yeah. going down uh, on him after they propose marriage. Speaking of pool, other trivia, uh, the pool in the Dan or in the Zadir party scene. The Zadir party scene? Is the pool from Showgirls. Kyle MacLachlan? Yeah. Elizabeth Berkeley sex scene? The, the pool, yes. The, the, infamous, the pool. The infamous sex scene is the is the same wild. same pool, same house. That's wild, man. Um, is that... Uh, is that has like a little, 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 little you just knot. put some glass on it, and then people are like uh, uh, dancing on the glass, so and they Molly feel like they're dancing on water. So I like that it was the Molly Shannon part of it for you too. It wasn't even like them losing their virginities to the two girls. No, well, well, yes, well, nothing, you don't really see anything. Or, I mean, you don't see anything in the whole the movie. whole scene of them coming out and be like, "Dude, do you just see what she just did to me?" Like that, like that was a good, that was a good scene, and that was like, "Oh yeah, that harkens back to to harkens. me." Yeah, you know, it, it it goes back to me like thinking about the those moments, like oh. Yeah, these are attractive women. Yep. Oh, uh, Molly Shannon seems like an attractive woman. I can't look at Molly Shannon the same again. Molly Shannon's hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she yeah. she was she was very pretty. Easy, she still easy. is very pretty. Like it's it's she's objectionably beautiful, and the fact that you have at least three sex scenes with Molly Shannon <laughs> in a PG thirteen well, film. I mean, she goes to college. She's like really good at it. Like that's she's really really she really good at it. Yeah, I kind of like to just like go around and but make, that but that. Out. At the same time, like how how uh, awakening it is th- this movie was for me. At the same point, you saw the end moments of the film, which I got to go back to uh, before we get into quotes. The whole quote of like uh, Craig yelling out, "Yeah, Steve getting married, you the man!" <laughs> and then Molly Shannon during the during her processioning, "Shut up, shut up, Craig! I'm walking down the aisle, you dick!" <laughs> like that whole like thing was. It, objectionably funny but at the same time it's like oh don't ever mar- don't ever marry or be with someone who thinks like that while they're walking down the aisle and thank god i didn't that's all i gotta say also as, as a groomsman as i've been a groomsman many a time you, you you're you, the man you while the, well, the bride's coming down oh my god you totally could it, it, it would work but it didn't work at that Speaking of Craig, let's get Love into Craig. Let's get into who worked. He obviously he's That's why we did the intro. Yeah, he was very serious. He's about in his my position. top uh top top joyous parts of the movie. He's very good in this movie. Every scene he's in. Yeah, and they're they're best friends. It's like how long have we know each other? <laughs> All seven years of high school. Yeah. <laughs> so good. It's so good. And he you love it reminds you that it's, there's a job for everybody, you know? Yeah. And the he fi- was destined to be a personal the trainer. People that are destined to be personal trainers, you love that they found that for them. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they really they really get it. I I think Chaz is a deer. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Uh he just personifies a club owner that has like zero whims, but it just gets a lot of stuff done. He just no, like, yeah. Zadir is the typical guy who has the money hey. and then just employs everybody to handle the operational yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. And he, he doesn't sexually harass. He just wants jokes to, about it. Wants to be. He jokes about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it's, it's a okay nice, if you want to. It's a nice flip. You know, he's just like, just grab my butt. You know? It's okay this if you is, want to. You just grab my ass. I'm not telling you to do it. But if you want to, it's okay. And uh, and my last one I had was a uh, Molly Shannon. Yeah, Molly Shannon, of course. Uh, I, I got to give props to Dan Hidea. Dan Hidea had a, an amazing uh, decade from 1990 to 2000, mm. and it, it it like it kicked off obviously in the 80s with him being on Blood Simple and and a couple other things. But him being in this, him being in Clueless, him being in Shaft, him being in Dick, him being in a few other serious movies. As well as continuing his career through the through the two thousands, I applaud Dan Hidea. Yep. He he really uh, he really was a uh, a stepping stone in my cinema watching because a lot of the cinema I was like oh shit that's that that's that guy. Great movie Yeller. Yeah, fantastic yelling in movies. I know how to talk. <laughs> uh, who who didn't who didn't work for you? Uh, uh, Greco is like he's, he's he's okay. He's of the time. It's who they could afford. Yeah, exactly. So, so is so you're, you're uh, Johnny Depp coming here or uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that and then like and then the girls didn't make much of an impression. Can be can can be yeah can be can, can be, be in Vivica in Vivica Viv. <laughs> Just the whole thing was like, uh, Steve, you're a you're a dick. He's like, well, I'm glad you shared it with me, or it's been well with the other. <laughs> Oh, Will Ferrell's so good at this movie. Um, I mean, it goes without saying that they are they do yeah. carry they do carry the movie. No, yeah, it's the duo for sure. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure, who worked for me, and I agree with you. It's either Greek or the girls. But but honestly, at the same aspect, not a lot of people didn't work for me. Nobody, everybody, was, everybody did their part. Nobody was actively bad. Yeah, yeah, nobody like really took me out of the movie. Mr. Sanderson slightly. He's but he's in it for. Th- I was thinking about that thirty-five too, seconds. He's not in it enough for me to like think anything about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Main players are awesome. Speaking of main players, uh, quotes. Uh, obviously, the no, yes. Yep. Great dumb joke. No. Um, yes. Uh, yes, something man. Still, uh, they always still, fall for that. Something I still do to this day. Um, I've, I've said this numerous times to both parents, uh, lovers, and friends. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then you run away and slam the door. Yeah. For sure. I've, I've done that. You, I've seen you do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, the whole beach scene, but they also say this in other scenes, like, "Ah, oh, you, you like this? Oh, this? Oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah." I know um, multiple uh, multiple relatives uh, who frequently use that as as a joke, uh, especially when uh, we're trying to one up each other on on strength. Like, oh, I need to lift uh, these these sacks of grain, like uh, th- 300 pounds, and then they take three of them and then, then fucking throw them in the truck. Well, this? Well, that? Yeah. That's, that's something I didn't remember until I rewatched the movie. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's a really good quote. Um, the the Emilio joke. The, the Emilio running joke. The Emilio running joke is an all-time joke. So anyways, I'm standing there waiting to use the payphone. Yeah, he was. Seriously. And this guy who's on the phone turns around and tips his hat like this. And who do you think that guy was? 
Emilio Estevez, the Mighty Duck Man. I swear to God, I was there. Of course man. you were. You were the one who yelled the Breakfast Clubber's name. I was like, Emilio! <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, you guys want to make out or what? <laughs> because, of this, because of this movie, I named two of my cars Emilio. Emilio! Oh, just looking around for my car, you know. Emilio! That's a great drunk joke. Can for never sure. fucking find it. Um, the fact that they're not drunk is 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 perhaps funnier because they're just acting that's like just oh, who you guys should just know this guy. That's actually one of the like, Mighty Duck Man. That's actually one of like the <laughs> underrated parts of this movie of why it's so good is that it's. They're not drunk at all during any of it. That's just who they are. They're, They're just, just these two ridiculous people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the grab my ass joke for Mr. Zadir. Sir, he's in Pismo Beach. He says there's no way he could have grabbed your ass. Ah, uh, Dewey, crafty son of a bitch. Um, the 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 Michael Clark Duncan. We need uncredited role. Yeah, another we got one. MCD. Uh, 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 R.I.P. MCD. Yep. Um, the fact that he's in this movie in his in his early career and he plays an excellent bouncer because he's a gigantic, gigantic. feller with a great voice. Yes. Um, uh, the 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 whole scene where the second scene where they're at the Roxbury again trying to get in and they're trying to pay off Michael Clark Duncan and they're like Mr. Uh, uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, wants to join your party. We all did that for a while um, in our lives. Yeah, and uh, Michael Clark. Uh, Duncan is playing uh, playing hardball, and so Chris Catan, obviously, the answer back is, trying to play a little softball. <laughs> really, really, really great line. Um, Mr. Zajir. L- later went on to be in uh, Talladega Nights with Will Ferrell. Talladega Nights, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Zadir calling out the celebrities. First of all, Jim Carrey, that's the that's the most famous one. Yep. Yeah, Jim Carrey, you bet detective <laughs> son of a <laughs> you bitch. You bet detective son of a bitch. <laughs> he also calls out Anna Nicole. He does call out Anna Nicole. It was like Anna Nicole put something on, you're disgusting everybody, <laughs> something like that. And I was like, wow, that's oddly wow, that's, uh, that's, that's oddly early and specific. Anna Nicole just taking taking strays. We talked about the the wedding quote. Uh, yeah. Shut up, Cra- shut up, Craig. I'm walking down the aisle, you dick. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the all time quote for me in this film is when Will Ferrell has Vivica in the bedroom, and he goes, uh, "You know." Know, you know what my heart did uh you know what happened you know what no 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 he says uh you know what i heard uh the first time i saw your face Beep. <laughs> Beep. it's like what what are you what are you doing it's like that's that's the ambulance gonna take me away because when i saw your face my heart stopped like, <laughs> man i do remember that Beep. And then Chris Kent keeps dropping lines too because Steve, she's like, I'm, "Shut up! I'm already <laughs> yeah, here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're past the yeah, the first first lines. So it's like, "Is that a mirror in your pocket?" Or uh... it does like bring them uh, down to earth, and you being like, "Oh, they're actually just like two yeah. guys who've never actually kissed a girl, yeah. basically." Yeah, I is like this when... your fir- is this your first time? It's like, uh, uh, "Yeah, isn't it yours?" It's <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, "Whoa." <laughs> Hey, hey! <laughs> I love when uh, when Steve and Doug are on the outs, and uh, Doug brings Craig to the club. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Wild. I owe you big time, and he holds a big <laughs> pulls, time. Pulls out his protein uh, bar. energy bar. Yeah. yeah, I'm an energy bar entrepreneur. And, and he's just having a good time. Yeah. You know, that's you just gotta love Craig's vibes. Craig and he got less Craig than two percent body fat. Unbelievable vibes from Craig. Craig brought the immaculate vibes, as one would say. Uh, make it fresh. Uh, we all decided. Uh, we all we both decided to make it fresh by replacing it with a punch drunk lover. Since this is a punch drunk love podcast, yep. So either PTA directs 
or uh, Philip Seymour, Sandler, Emily, Emily Watson, or Luis Guzman shows up in the film. What do you got, Nick? Uh, PTA Direction. Yeah. And I'm recasting, too. Wow. John C. Riley and Michael Shannon are the brothers in this movie, and they are starting in Clark. They're the Butabis, or yeah. are they someone not the Butabis? Like I think they're, they're, the still, they're still the Butabis. <laughs> a lot of tanning involved. Yeah, but in a different way. I think that we, I think maybe we moved to New York too. Mr. Mr. Zier. Let's I'm have PTA. He, he knows and loves LA, but I think maybe he's too close to LA. Let's move him to New York, make it gritty. Mr. Mr. Zadir, I have a picture. I have a picture for you. Oh, what what is this, uh, Doug? It's a picture of a dog holding <laughs> a tennis ball. It's Michael Shannon, everybody. Um, if I'm going to make it fresh, I'm going to do the punch drug lover situation, but replace it with Luis Guzman. Not replace, include him into the film. There you go. As a Zadir brother. Yes. So that's another reason how they connect the Butabi brothers and the Zadir brothers. Ah. Hey, the Zadirs, you guys are Egyptian. We're Yemeni. Let's uh let's collab. Let's make a whole uh let's make a whole uh, 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 uh OPEC I love of it. the of the club scene. I love it. Yeah. We just need some Bahrainian people and some Iraqis. Yeah, there you oh, go. we know an Iraqi person <laughs> named Chris Katan. <laughs> Quinky dink. What a coinky dink. Uh. Now it's time for the top five. Top five. Uh we're gonna do SNL produced movies, the Lauren Michaels. Uh these are the too many good ones. These are the ones made into features. These aren't Featuring SNL people, which I think we've done a lot of. Yeah, 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 we have. They're all future contenders. Yeah, here, here's the order in the order that they came out. This is how they came out. Blues Brothers, Wayne's World, Cone's Heads, Wayne's World, Cone's Dose, Heads. Uh, It's Pat, It's Pat, uh, Stuart, yeah, it's Pat. <laughs> Stuart Saves His Family, Blues Brothers 2000. Blues Brothers 2000. A Night of the Roxbury, Superstar, Wait. The Ladies' Man, McGruber. McGruber! And then, I think it's a mutual uh, honorable mention. Bob Roberts. What's Bob Roberts? Bob Roberts is a, apparently an SNL so sketch. Like Bob blah blah. <laughs> no. So uh, Bob Roberts, honorable mention. That's going to be on my list. Uh, Bob Roberts is a, a sketch from SNL where it was is that the Bill Murray, Tim Robbins as this character called Bob Roberts, and he was like a folk singer, but he would the all of his folk songs would be like super conservative, like talking about book burning. And and uh, <laughs> how he's pro life, and, and th- that was the sketch, and it turned into a fake documentary film where he's running for senate, and it's Tim Robbins wrote and directed this film. It's got really, really, really good reviews. It's a, it's it's an all time classic mockumentary. Jack Black is in the movie uh, in one of his very first roles. Giancarlo Esposito is in the movie in one in in a very early role of him. Wow! Um, this is a fantastic movie if you haven't seen it. Okay. I recommend Bob Roberts. I didn't know until today that Bob Roberts was an SNL sketch, but there are clips of it uh, online where you can find about uh, Bob Roberts around a campfire with telling kids like, "We need to burn the bad books." <laughs> it must have not have been produced by Michaels. Um, but no, but it was an SNL, but it was based off an SNL sketch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a, uh, SNL studios, uh, script, but yeah, but that's an honorable mention. So it's really 11 plus, plus the one. Okay. Bob Roberts is the special ex- exemption. This is the only serious movie I'm going to, I'm going to recommend for this entire podcast because <laughs> everything else is just off the rails. Yep. Uh, speaking of which, I'm going to start with my number five. My number five is easily, easily, easily going to be the ladies man ladies man is a great uh tim tim meadows film i was about to say tim robbins even though he's Bob roberts um great sketch that that was the that was the sketch that really resonated me as a teenager because i used to watch snl at that time uh in 2002 i agree, I agree. Ladies man it is also out. my number five i got my quavathier right here 
I'm ready to uh, bang some skanks. Um, Another movie that uh, future contender. Too, oh, yes, uh, but also too long for for its britches. Uh, uh, Will Ferrell being a gay wrestler was a <laughs> Will Ferrell fantastic said, uh, plot twist. Another trivia from this: Will Ferrell said that his part in Ladies Man he likes better than the entirety of Neither Rocks Better. That's fair. I, I I agree. He has way better jokes. But I agree with you. That's that's also my number five. Oh really? Okay. So yeah. uh, what's your four, Nick? I think my four. Um, tough yeah i'm gonna go mcgruber for my four what uh one that i watched the first time didn't really thought thought was just okay right watched again it's a it's a fair movie to to overlook yes watched again was like now that rules yeah the movie the movie rules like ryan Phillippe is the weakest part of the movie even though he's the most compelling actor of the entire yeah. movie <laughs> um no val Kimura's agent cunts uh, you, you have uh, you have McGruber just just with the with the celery in his ass, man. What a great movie! What a There's, great movie! Uh, it's gonna be on my list. It's not on number four because my number four is going to um, going to have to be the original Wayne's World. That, oh, okay. Yeah, it's it. I don't know why it's weaker in my opinion, but um. I don't know. I don't know. I feel more compelled about the second Wayne's World, maybe because of the pop, more of the pop culture references. I guess they, I felt. Yeah, I felt I guess more it's hard for me to even separate which ones were. Well, because the original Wayne World was like ninety one, ninety two, yeah. and and albeit the all, one of the iconic scenes of any SNL movie, uh, probably the iconic SNL sequence of the movie is him doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Or the whole group doing Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But but number two has the more uh, culturally relevant. Mo- uh, uh, um, uh, moments of the of of my life like Jurassic Park, uh, of uh, <laughs> Terminator Two, uh, Charlton Heston uh, cameo. Like I I, I appreciate uh, number two. So I'm gonna I'm number gonna two. I'm gonna so I'm gonna skip over you and put Wayne's World two as my number three. Okay, I'm gonna put Wayne's World as my um number three. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The OG Wayne's World. Yeah, OG Wayne's World. Look, Tia Carrera uh, making her presence known in this in this film deserves to be on the list by itself. Yes. Just Tia Carrera being Unbelievable. being being that one. Yes. She's the one. Yes. Yeah. Dreamweaver. When you watch it a lot later on, you don't really know anybody in the movie because I, I didn't watch. You, you know, know Tia, I wasn't. I wasn't and a, you know Larry Flynn Boyle. I, I look, Larry Flynn Boyle in in Wayne's World too, like cements it on the top five. Sorry. Number two, uh, I'm going to go. Neither Roxbury. Hmm. That's, like that's my Roxbury. number two. I wanted to I wanted to be more of a superstar guy, but I didn't get it when it happened. And mm. I think that now if I watched Superstar, I'd be like Superstar fucking rules. It really it really But did. it's a little it's a little too awkward for me. I I'm, you know how I am about that awkward. It's good awkward humor. Um man, I want to put it on the list. I'm going to put it on the list. It's um it's my it's my number 1 after Roxbury. Superstar? Yeah. Or no, no, no. Uh, uh, Superstar is my number two. Sorry. And then uh, Roxbury. Uh, uh, yeah. And then Roxbury is my number one. Yeah. Roxbury to me defines my uh, prepubescent childhood and postpubescent childhood okay. uh, to a T. This makes sense. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, it's everything that my rel- my my close cousins talked about, about what was funny and what was not. 
Okay. It laid the groundwork of like, oh, Will Ferrell's a fucking comedic genius. Uh-huh. Um, it laid the groundwork of like, oh, I need to be watching SNL all the time on Comedy Central because they're showing all the reruns of the good episodes. So I nonstop watch uh, 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 SNL and eventually Conan, eventually stand-up specials affiliated to that. It's it, Kids in the Hall because of SNL. Well, you could say it was your whipped cream gateway drug. It was my, what are they, Fluffy Whip? <laughs> fluffy Whip. It was my Fluffy <laughs> Whip. Your- Disco Dick? <laughs> Take off? <laughs> Your fluffy whip was your it was your gateway drug. But I need to talk about Superstar more because Superstar had yes. some really great jokes. The fact that Will Ferrell played Jesus and that he played Sky Corrigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the fact that uh, Mary Catherine Gallagher was a, a Catholic a Catholic schoolgirl who who like resonated with me because I didn't go to Catholic school, but all of my relatives went to Catholic school, so I know all the ins and outs about like oh they're having to dress like this and they have and then some of their friends are like weird religious nuts. <laughs> 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 and and the fact that uh, Harlan Williams is in this movie, uh-huh, the fact uh-huh. that Mike Mark McKinney, my guy Mark McKinney from Kids in the Hall, Man, plays guess... the lead priest who broke the good toaster this morning. I guess do yourself a favor and and put on some superstar. If you put get on the superstar. Chance. It's fantastic. They do the whole Carrie sequence uh, yeah, yeah, where yeah. they pour blood on her, and then she <laughs> turns it into a whole great monologue. She loves old movies. She works at the video store. She's Quentin Tarantino in female form. Uh, on Fubo TV, uh, apparently. Fubo, <laughs> stupid ass fucking Fubo. What's your I, number one, Nick? I'm well, I'm upset. I'm doing Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Wow. Brother. Uh, Blues Brothers is great. It's the it's the one. Late to the game. It's the OG. On all of the SNL stuff, because I wasn't an SNL kid growing up. But here's the thing about the Blues Brothers. They didn't have like SNL comedic skits. They just performed live. Yeah. And it was El- and it was Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi just being like, we really love blues music. Let's <laughs> let's perform with the SNL band. Yeah. Can we do karaoke with the SNL band and just dress up in black suits and call ourselves the Blues Brothers? Sure. That's hilarious. Let's make a movie about that. But the to be honest. Movie on, is so good. Movie the, is so the, good. The, Music is so good. Music's incredible. The the action sequences are are one of a kind. Um, maybe better than Gone in sixty seconds. I, w- I was ready to be like you had fucking Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I was ready to be like this movie's probably overrated the first time no. I watch it, and then then we watch it and I was like this movie is underrated. Yeah. <laughs> like people didn't talk about this enough. It's out of my generation, but uh, yeah, that's a, that's what it was. A lot of my a lot of my family 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 family, family members. Family love the blues brothers and i watched the blues brothers sequel blues brothers 2000, 2000 way too much all because of the music sequence of them doing ghost riders in the sky okay i see that but, but at the same time ghost riders in the sky. and then the little kid who plays uh the blues brothers kid he does the 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 harmonica uh solo and takes everybody by storm and then there's john goodman we all know my love of john goodman yes that's our top five. Now, same title, different movie. We can do a, a, a quick one of these. Pitch, pitch my, your movie with the same title. My quick one: A Night at the Roxbury. <clears throat> Night at the Roxbury Hotel Casino Crime Siege film. Okay. A la Smoke and Aces, Precinct Thirteen, and uh, Bad Times at the El Royale. Yes. Especially more towards Bad Times at the El Royale because okay. this would take place in the 20th century. So maybe during Prohibition era. Maybe during like the twenties and thirties, maybe maybe like po- really post World War One, and an eye at the Roxbury is like, oh, these disgruntled motherfuckers are trying to trying to rob this uh this house parlor casino that's not really a casino. It's owned by a front, and so the front knows the business, and then they do a whole standoff sort of situation. 
I think uh, I think that'd be great. And they call it the Roxbury. Flip flip the script. Instead of being uh, like a L.A. or California-Nevada border, like Bad Times at the El Royale, you have it in the New York-Canada border. That's why it's the Roxbury. And it's like winter's night. I'm into it. Yeah. We need to write this script. I think that's good. We need to write that script. I think that's good. Well, yeah, we nobody. They're not going to do another Roxbury two, so I think we we can. Really well, you wouldn't call it the Roxbury. You'd be the, a night at the 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 Wexler, <laughs> the El Royale. Ah, shit, that one's taken shit. too. Uh, mine's a rom com uh, set in a medieval castle. Uh, I, I'm thinking more along the lines. Like first night. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna make it. Uh, Guinevere. I was gonna make it set in medieval times. But I Guinevere. Think I think I'm gonna make it set in medieval times. A la Las Vegas medieval times. You've bedded Sir Galahad. And uh, John C. Riley plays plays a guy who comes. He comes to medieval times, the Las Vegas joint, mm. and uh, and sees something he's never seen before which is michael michael shannon making a return as a as a knight himself and inspires knight. john c Riley to become a knight himself. i think i've seen this movie before and it's called the incredible burt wonderstone <laughs> oh yeah, yeah essentially stupid idiot um i mean that's what that movie is a stupid uh, idiot movie a stupid idiot movie with jim carrey speaking of which we've come full circle What's your final thoughts about this movie, Nick? Or do you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, enjoyable rewatch. Um, Super enjoyable rewatch. I I was. This is one of those DVDs that you have around, and then you feel like you don't, and well, then you no, see the paper cover. No, you have you have it, and then like fifteen years later, you're like, oh, what the fuck happened to my Night of the Roxbury <laughs> DVD? You see my Night of the Roxbury DVD? <laughs> yeah, like like I'd when really you, like to watch you do it all right these now. movings from college to your home life to your apartments, and then you're like, I'm not gonna need Night of the Roxbury, and then it, this comes along, and you're like. We're not, redoing this movie. It's not, it's not streaming anywhere. What the fuck? I'm here to tell you we're redoing this movie uh, in like two or three years we'll, down the we'll road. We'll see. We've we got to be some reason for the season, you know. Reason for the season? Uh, it's a fantastic movie. I couldn't agree more because, A, this is better than than The Big Green. This, do, this does not deserve 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. It is, without a shadow of the doubt, 69, dude. 69% on uh, on on my Rotten Tomato score. This is a fresh movie without any doubt in my mind. Okay, I'll give it a 41 44. 44. 44 of 50. So it's not fresh. Why do you not consider it fresh? Please please enlighten me. As a comedy movie, it's an 82 minute movie and it, it has a, it's not very good. You plot, rated plot you rated you rated a crazy night so much better than that. What I rated crazy nights. I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, you don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying a crazy nights was a perfect 69 minute movie filled front to back. This front one is 82 minutes and it's still like you could cut parts out of it. I don't agree with that. And like I said, you know, it's funny, but it's not funny all the way through. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Why? What is the point of any of this? We don't even, the, the, there's no point. It, the whole point is, just, is that they're club life. It is just an extended skit. As this everybody is a says. movie of privilege. Giving it a 44 and or to 50 is a big compliment for Why this Why don't movie. you give me a 44 Magnum so I could shoot it <laughs> in my head because of that shitty take? Um, blurb. My blurb of the movie is this movie scores. Over and over <laughs> and over again. What's your blurb, brother? Uh, Mister Mister Hateful Eight. Is this movie bad? No. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what I say about. Hey, is this movie better than the Big Green Egg? No. <laughs> yes, man. 
That's why I took it. Stupid idiot. What's your real recommendation? Uh, Something new. Yeah. Um, watching TV a lot. <laughs> so Drew Barrymore, you're really an advocate for the yeah. Drew Barrymore show right now. <laughs> uh, happy, happy Valley from the BBC. Oh, yeah. Happy uh, Valley. Just yeah. crushed the first two seasons. Both six episodes long. You know, you love those British shows. We love the first series. Can't wait to enjoy the second. And now uh, uh, the third one came out uh, seven, six years later, all the same actors. And oh, my God. They're finishing the series. So my it's, word. it's pretty good. Wow. Makes me excited for uh, British Bake Off. And I'm uh, and I'm reading uh, Lightbringer. Lightbringer. Which is nice. the sixth installment from the uh, the Red Rising series. Yeah. It's brand new. Yeah. Taking my time. Yeah. Oh, my. Loving it. New people that, uh, that uh, listened to the, or read, listened read and listen to the red writing series um not great people that's that's just my opinion though uh my real recommendation adam freeland show on uh on uh, spotify or any uh, uh podcast platform adam freeland uh formerly uh only one other person that i know uh knows who adam freeland He's the is mythbuster no 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 adam freeland was a member <laughs> of the c word town uh, uh c-u-m town Come town. Yes, exactly. And uh, he hosts his, uh, he hosts a new Is show. Is that show not on anymore? No, they 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 they, they split up. Stavi, oh. Stavi does his own show, and then him and Nick Mullen do his own show, do a different show called the Adam Freeland Show, and they interview weird people like Chris Como and uh, a couple other weird people. But during the oh, week, okay, I've seen, they do, I've seen clips of this guy. Yeah, they do weekly podcasts of just discussing nonsense of like, uh, oh yeah. Um, one of those bits guys, yeah. Yeah, they're they're like all Tim, about bits. Tim, Tim Heidecker type. Yeah, 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 they're all about bits. It's, yeah, but it's but it's very uh, very low rent. Really enjoy it. No, much I, like I, this podcast. I've seen the clips and I like it. I like it. I like it. It's good. It's a real recommendation for me. Um, this has been one of my favorite episodes, if not my favorite episode of all time, because of the content itself. <laughs> I love this movie. I can't recommend this movie enough. This was a night at the Roxbury by Real Rotten. That's been Nick Lyons. I've been Stephen Ramirez. Once again, we as ask we always you, say, we ask you, as we always say, uh, keep it real. Keep it real. Stay rotten. Stay rotten out there. One and all. Spooktober coming up. Spooktober coming up. We got some uh, great stuff brought to you by Labouche. La da 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 da. Some films are hype, some films are arts, and we like our potatoes, our gratin. You are to film, but you can't even. But here comes Nick and Steve, and they break it down, they turn it out. And when it was over, you wanted to shout, I want my money back. That was real rotten. Real fucking rotten. Yeah.